0: mm mm-hmm. everyone. Welcome back to another episode. I'm Brandon. And I'm Sabah. And we are your hosts of the Cannabis Hangout. On today's episode, we have the pleasure of speaking with a local photographer and creative in the cannabis industry. We followed her for the past few years, and our paths actually crossed somewhat recently. And since the beginning of us following her, she's always blown us away with her creative eye for photography and just stunning aesthetics. So we're super excited to get to know her more and about her personal cannabis journey and what fuels her fire. So guys, please Please welcome,
1: lady, to the Cannabis Hangout.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here.
1: Yes. We're so happy to have you here, lady. So let's just start from the beginning. When was the first time you consumed cannabis? Where did your journey begin? Ooh,
2: that, I have to think about that. Um, I'm sure I was in high school hanging out with the guys. I was such a tomboy, so I had all guy <laughs> friends, and <laughs> they, got, they got me into all kinds of trouble, so I'm <laughs> um, pretty sure I fo- smoked my first blunt at maybe 16, Yeah, um, and I wasn't really a big cannabis smoker mm-hmm. until I got older. I drank, yeah, and, um, but I didn't really start uh, using cannabis consistently until I was maybe 26, and I'm 34 now, so okay. I'm eight years into this. I know there's yeah. a lot of people who've been at it I forever. was a late bloomer too kind of yeah, I was like I was. more into
0: drinking before yeah. I ever got into smoking yeah, so I get that yeah for sure
2: so but I um, was taking medicine I was taking like antidepressants and like sleep medicine and just had a lot going on um, with my physical health and mental health. And, um, someone was like, you should just smoke weed. Like I was like, nah, I'm not trying to go all the way there. Um, but I didn't realize like you could microdose, Mm -hmm. And so I kind of started slow and just used it to get off of some of the medicines that I was taking, um, because I found it way more effective and it didn't make me feel bad. So, um, that's where that started about eight years ago. Wow. So
0: out of, of all the things the cannabis plant does, what is your favorite thing about the plant?
2: I think that my favorite thing about cannabis is that I can always count on it for a perspective shift. Yes, Mm. that's a Um,
1: great answer. answer. Yeah, Yeah, it's a great answer.
2: So even when I'm not exactly sure why I'm using it, like I may just be feeling bad and I don't even know what, um, you know, I may not even be conscious that I'm feeling bad and Mm -hmm. I can smoke cannabis with intention and and gain the perspective shift that I need. And sometimes it's a Mm -hmm. breakthrough. Sometimes it's just like a calming, right? you know, kind of like everything's going to be all right. Yeah. 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 So I'd say that's my favorite aspect.
0: That's what I always like with cannabis and, you know, the um, essential oil lavender, you know how lavender just does everything it needs to for your body when it hits you. Like Mm -hmm. that's kind of how I feel. It's like kind of like a little universal in your body. Mm -hmm. It does what it needs to, and you don't know exactly what, but it's just like, little pixie dust, just touching like little, your body like everywhere little yes yeah, so, yeah exactly yeah. Sure. That's mm.
1: so we know everyone's medicinal journey starts a little different than their recreational journey at what point did cannabis become more than just getting high seen as like more medicinal value for you
2: um i will actually say and i don't know that i've really articulated this in my mind even before but I think that for me it actually started medicinally so like you know aside from the couple of times that I tried it Mm -hmm. you know as a kid yeah um, yeah, I think that it kind of started medicinally. Um, and as I like my tolerance increased and I found like more like minded friends to like sesh with and right. was like, whoa, this does a lot for my creativity. Yes. Um, uh. Really enjoy like smoking cannabis with friends and like, you know, just talking ideas mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So that I think after probably my first two years of using it just at night, like before yeah, so was me. Yes. Yeah. So then I was like, you know, this is cool. Like I'm going to start smoking before like client meetings. <laughs> and yes. stuff like
1: that yes. because it boosts yeah. my creativity. Before so. work and see what I can get away with. <laughs> Brandon. Brandon got deep into it when she was working at the chiropractor
2: I, I may or may not have had a similar story when I was still working in HR. So. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So you get it. Yeah. yeah. I was just on my way to like the journey of where I really wanted to go. I mean, no real shit. I mean, it helped you stay sane. Let's I just know. be so real. Yeah. Help, you know, helps you deal with people better it's too. It's a and like, for sure. Yeah. You, you said HR. That means you're dealing with people all the time. I was in a position to where I was literally face-to-face dealing with people all the time. I mean, you know. They
2: probably appreciated you know, yeah. your, your presence even more.
0: Absolutely. Yes. What a gem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, lady, what do you personally use cannabis for?
2: Okay. So, it's just a loaded question, and I don't have a short answer. That's okay. That's okay. Um, Expand. Yeah, so I tell people that I use it for my mental, spiritual, and physical health. Um, Absolutely. And and where I start in that conversation depends on the person, you know. But um, I realized after using it to sleep that it also alleviated the inflammation in my back. I've dealt Mm. with, like, chronic back pain for years. Okay. so I, I really depend on it when I'm in, like, a really stressed state, mm-hmm. really inflamed yeah. um, physically. It helps me a lot with that. Um, but both mentally and spiritually, I would say, um, is where cannabis has the most impact for me. Like, I went from having to take medicine to maintain balance with my mental health to being able to kind of lean on cannabis when mm-hmm. needed, Um Again, for the perspective shifts and for just, like, it brings me outside of the moment and mm -hmm. gives me just a wider perspective. And in that wider perspective, I always can find balance again. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that applies to both, like, my mental health and Mm -hmm. then my spiritual journey because I feel like it's, that's, like, an entire other conversation. But spiritually, it's really... pushed me to know myself in ways that i didn't think were possible so
0: that's cool
2: i 100% recommend cannabis to yeah. people for self-awareness okay like yeah it's like you're going through stuff and you're just not really you're feeling stuck like mm-hmm. i mean not trying to be that person yeah. but have you tried weed really <laughs> though, i mean but really has it
0: shifted your perspective has yeah. it helped you know that through yeah. whatever it is you're trying to sort through mm-hmm. yeah yeah no i i totally get what you're saying i feel like there's a lot of people who haven't ever touched it and it's so cliche to be like you just need to go smoke like you know like I get it like go ahead and roll your eyes I said right. that but like there is so much truth like mm-hmm. to kind of like what you're saying with that mm-hmm. at the same time yeah.
2: and not even as an escape right yeah. but just like as a therapeutic a tool, tool. Yeah. absolutely well and just yeah. like on
1: days where like I feel s- stressed or like crazy and like there's a million things mm-hmm. happening like to be able to slow my mind down and just like take a second yeah like cannabis helps me do that so i can be like okay this is not a big deal like chill out yeah. Absolutely, you know like this is this is such a small perspective yes. and so it pulls me out of me essentially yeah. Yeah. absolutely
2: um i think my kids even you know i'm a mom and i think my kids like appreciate their mom when she's medicated oh, I mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. i mean even my oldest like he was kind of you know unsure uh-huh. when he found out that i was smoking because like i'm super <laughs> transparent with them yeah. mm-hmm. um but even he couldn't deny like the difference in kind of my temperament and like yeah. my my level of irritability. Like yeah. with cannabis, it really like helps me just again put things into perspective yeah. and maybe not yeah. react as quickly. I mean,
0: shit, you could be drinking, but you know, because <laughs> your kids are annoying you to get your irritable <laughs> yeah. level down, and yeah. then that would be that's even more of like trauma for them. No,
2: absolutely, like, <laughs> you know. Yeah, just increase my awareness with cannabis. Yes, yeah,
0: exactly. I love sure. that. What do you love to do like after you smoke, like? what is your favorite like activity or something you just enjoy a lot
2: oh if i could have it my way Mm -hmm. um i would want to be in nature i would want to go hiking i would want to like be near a clear stream where i can just kind of interact with the elements yeah um camping i love that's my ideal like sesh you know just just in nature same Um, but i would say like on a regular basis Mm -hmm. what i would like to do um again i like to just step outside um I mean, and I think against smoking inside, I do mm-hmm. that too. But to kind of just step outside, listen to the birds, like um, just come back to myself, breathe deeply, meditate, yeah. um, definitely use cannabis in my meditation. Okay. Um, it's helped me go pretty, pretty deep in my meditation. So, so whenever
0: you do your meditations, I know everyone meditates so differently. Mm-hmm. What, Absolutely. like, what works for you? Like, how do you get into a good meditation to where you feel like you're like, actually gaining something out of it without like forcing yourself to okay. stay there you know yeah, what I
2: mean absolutely so um I got better at meditating when I stopped trying to fight thoughts um because my mind is always Which going makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah so I mean whether I'm overwhelmed and like there's a lot of chatter in my brain or whether I'm calm um especially when I'm using cannabis I can sit down and just focus on my breath um let the thoughts like just not mm-hmm. even think about the about the thoughts that are coming up yeah. and just really center myself on my breath. And mm-hmm. I've noticed that once I start doing some really deep um, nasal breathing, okay, um, you know, in through the nose, out through the mouth, yes. that after doing that for a while, the thoughts kind of seem to kind of float away. Um, I'm a very visual person. Mm-hmm. So in my meditations, yeah. like I allow myself to visually explore yeah yeah okay so um I think that just kinda and you're
0: in nature when you do that too mm-hmm. I'm sure right like yeah. your visualization that's where you're planning yourself yes. and probably where and you're it, going and
2: it helps when you like actually have the sounds of nature when
0: you yes
1: in nature. you're so So, how long have that? you been meditating for
2: um, would you say I would say I started meditating consistently in like 2017 okay um, it's such
1: a disciplined practice and I feel like it's so easy to like skip over (laughs) how do you how do you keep yourself from skipping it skipping over it like what what has helped you to remain constant on that track
2: so I didn't become consistent with it until I allowed myself to um, get out of a routine which I really like routines if I can stick to like a morning meditation routine I'm gold but I'm on the road so much and just like shifting gears constantly that I didn't get consistent with it until I was like you know what I can meditate in the car. I can meditate in the hotel floor. I can, mm-hmm. you know, I can meditate as I'm taking this walk from here to check the mail. Right. Um, so just trying to make like little m- moments during the day mm-hmm. meditative. Mm-hmm. That's, I think, how I became more consistent. So even now, like in the middle of this move and stuff, I haven't been able to like wake up and do my my perfect morning routine. Right. So, um Like, this morning, I meditated in the car after I dropped my kids off for, like, 15 minutes. Yeah. So, um, just remembering to take time during the day. That's how I became consistent.
0: Yeah, to be, like, mindful. Yeah. And intentional about your day without, like, Mm -hmm. passing through it and then being like, wow, I didn't do anything for myself to, like, or Just to be still. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I have that sometimes. Like, this week was kind of crazy. And I left work yesterday. And I don't normally do this because I'll just, like, get in my car and just Zoom home Mm because I just want to be home. But, like... I sat in my car for 15 minutes yesterday and like I rolled a blunt and just like sat in silence. And I was like, I really need this right now. And I just like, after I'd rolled a blunt, I like closed my eyes and just sat there for a bit. And like, I forget sometimes that even those moments are so important and everyone's meditating looks so different, you know? So like, reminding myself to do that is is yeah. but then staying consistent with it I think that's the hard thing
2: well and to just remember to appreciate like yes. when you're rolling a blunt that can be super ritualistic and meditative. It, yes yeah mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. if you just remember to call awareness you yeah. know to mm-hmm. that then you can make it meditative yeah
1: that's good yeah. so do you have any strains or terpenes that you look for when you go like get cannabis and do you have a routine that you like to follow or like staple products you like to use throughout your day to help you get like where you need to be
2: um, I would say that for one, my routine with cannabis varies greatly just, um, depending on what I've got going on. Um, sometimes I need to smoke when I first wake up in the morning yes. and then halfway through the day. And then again, um, yes. sometimes when I've got a lot going on, I'm not using cannabis at all until the evening time. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I know that I've got to just like go, 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 And, yes. um, yeah, sometimes I cannabis. I can understand is, that. There's yeah. time and
0: place. Sometimes right. you need,
2: yeah. <laughs> right. So, mm-hmm. um, but I do like only smoke flour. I, I try concentrates every now and then, but for the <laughs> most part, like I'm a flower girl and I want okay. it to be organic. I want it to be grown in living soil, ideally. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say, as far as terpenes, so before I even understood what terpenes are, shout out to Matt and Emma of Eminent Consulting. Okay. Yes, yes. yes. Um, so before I even understood cannabis science, I just went with my nose. Yeah. And so the funny thing about learning more about terpene science, um, I was like, okay, so this strain, this strain and this strain that I really like all have similar (laughs) terpenes. And so it was very easy for me to identify that I really liked myrcene. (laughs) I really like um, beta-caryophyllene. Those are both really good for me medicinally. Mm I would say I also really enjoy a strain with linalool. Um, sometimes I even mix my herbs with a little lavender in the evening for yeah. some extra linalool. People don't
1: do that yeah. often enough, I feel like. Yeah. I, no. I mean,
2: I'm I'm hoping, maybe it's just in my circles, but I'm hoping that like people are waking up to like, you know, you yeah. can smoke all of these yes. other mm-hmm. herbs. I tapped
1: into that a little bit. Yeah. We, d- we were know. doing that for a little bit because you got those canisters for your birthday. Yeah. And, and, I, and I, there was like
0: rose and just like a bunch yeah. of different stuff that were like made to be smokable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, you know, put a put in your joints and stuff. So we did that a few times, but it was never, like, um, like consistent. Keep, yeah, yeah, keep up with it. Yeah, um, I
2: don't always either, but um, I do know that I, I recommend linolol a lot, like, yeah. to um, people who are, like, new to cannabis and just need, like, some relaxation without all of, like, the racy mind stuff. Yes. Mm-hmm. I always recommend... Um, Oh, I thought that you got to me. <laughs> Pass me to <laughs> you. Um, I would say I would say those are my top. There's a, a time and a place too for like limonene, yes. pineene mm-hmm. for like the more um, the stuff that is more uplifting, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but as I've found myself like being super busy, I roll with marjorine and beta carotolene. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, That's cool. Good. Yeah. What about you
1: guys? Well, what would you say? Yeah. A That's a good question. All the time. Yeah, I know. Okay. So I like there's certain things that will be like pretty consistent for me. So like. GMO, like if I smell a GMO and I know, like I immediately know what it's like and I know that GMO, I can Mm -hmm. smoke any time of the day and it's always a good high for me. Yeah, very true. So like that one, I can just always swear by. Um,
2: Same, by the way. Yeah. GMO is great. All of it's mm -hmm. pets and babies. Yeah.
1: Otherwise, honestly, I'm, I was like a, you know, like a limonene for the daytime and like mercine for nighttime, but now I just kind of like smoke whatever smells good and whatever. Like I got a b- a lot of bud on 420, like way too much bud. <laughs> yeah, you they were great deals. Pause. Pause the <laughs> <blunt>. <laughs> Passing the butt. Um, and I that was the first time in a while I'd had like five or six different strains to mm-hmm. pick from. And as I'm smoking each one, like I began to start being like, oh, okay, I want to separate this because I liked this for this time. And yes. like some of them were nighttime strains, night alleged, you know, yeah, yeah. N- like Based on the terpene profile, they were nighttime strains um, for me personally, but, like, I responded better to them throughout the day. So, for me, I think it just depends on, like, the smell and what, like, I'm wanting at that (laughs) moment. But GMO is, like, one that Mm -hmm. I can smoke anytime, whenever, and I'm, like, always good. I've always been attracted to caryophylline and,
0: like, anything that has high levels in that, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, if I'm Mm -hmm. reading the terpene percentages in the back, I'm like, okay, just for, for like, pain or just, like, in general. Like, I've always you know really been drawn to that yeah but like sob said i always just like use my nose like i follow my nose it's all that
1: it is like one thing i know i do not like is the like orangey terpene Mm -hmm. i like do not like that like if i smell any sort of orange or like i can do like i can kind of do like lemony smells but even then that's Mm -hmm. a little bit but like i can immediately smell a strain and smell the orange in it and be like no every single time if i have if I smoke a strain like that, my high is always so cloudy and weird and my head always hurts. Mm-hmm. So I just know that it like mm-hmm. makes me feel weird. So I don't like it. So I stay away from it. Like right. I've given away bud that we've gotten that I'm like, I don't yes. want it. Just take it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that I, I know that and I'm grateful to know what my body doesn't like more than what my body does like. So I know automatically to avoid that smell.
2: Right. So. Yeah. yeah, you just listen
1: to your body. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> the lemony strains I know to stay away from when I like the anxiety is yeah. high because mm. it'll like send me into orbit. Yeah, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> In and you orbit. know what's crazy <laughs>
1: is like last I would say not even last year, like two years ago, like I've dealt with anxiety for the past few years, but uh, up until like I would say last year, like now, limonene does the same thing for me. Like, lemony strains, like I can't smoke. Some daytime strains, well, a lot of daytime strains are too daytime for me. Like it, it'll sometimes like send my anxiety, Mm -hmm. which it never used to be like that for me. So that's, it's interesting that I've noticed that recently. So it's funny you say that because I can relate.
0: Yeah. Our bodies are always changing evolving. So that doesn't, you know, it's not totally off. So... Lady, people's relationship with cannabis and like their families is so different. What's your relationship like with like consuming cannabis and being open with your family about like, are they supportive of like what you do or how does that look?
2: This is going to be a fun topic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I
2: get it. Um, so um, I have like two sets of parents. So I have my mom and my okay. stepdad and I have my dad and my stepmom. Um, okay. I was raised here in Oklahoma with my mom and my stepdad. Okay. My dad's side of the family is in deep East Texas. Okay. S- super conservative. It's just a little bit different. Yes. Um, and so with my mom, because we were just like so close, I guess, growing up, I've always been super transparent with her about everything. Um. So, I mean, after I started smoking cannabis and w- they knew about it. I mean, I think yeah. I was rolling up the first Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, there you were. Everybody <laughs> <Eight. else>. yeah. <laughs> so um, they were always just super understanding. And actually, um, my stepdad and my mom, hopefully I won't embarrass them or anything, <laughs> but um, they are retired teachers and they were like at first like kind of against it. Yeah. But My mom was able to get off of like some some super hardcore prescriptions uh, that's amazing. Um, that's amazing. that she had taken yeah. since an accident like 20 years ago she, so wow. she was able to it took a while for her yes, to warm up to it totally but, um, I was like mom trust me like once you get over the hump you won't experience like the the negative symptoms that she was um afraid of so she kind of microdosed her way into getting off of some prescription pain pills that she had depended on for a really long time yeah. mm-hmm. um, and cannabis <coughs> still helps relieve her pain with that so We were super happy for her Um, and my stepdad, I think he uses like a a specific gummy to sleep at night Mm -hmm. so he doesn't have to take like a prescription sleep aid. So um, they're super open. They're super supportive of everything that I'm doing. They think it's cool. At least, um, I mean, I don't know. My stepdad's friends might give him a hard time, but other than that, they're really supportive.
1: That's cool. You know, Um, I always love to hear about like people's parents who take, I feel like, Older people are open, but when it comes to like getting off prescriptions, they're it's a hard conversation to have because yeah. yes. they always trust their doctor. Yeah. So I always have so much admiration for people's parents who are so open-minded and willing to do the work and like change to break that cycle of prescription because it's it's a hard cycle to break if you've been if been in it. Yeah. You know, and like to sometimes the trial and error of cannabis can be very difficult for older parents yeah. or older patients. Sorry. It can. Especially when like, there's a lot of like, you know, accidentally taking too much. Yeah. Or yeah. like, or the terpene like Not concoction right. isn't sitting for, you know? And right. so I have a lot, like, that's so cool that she did that. And it's so beautiful. Cause it's like, a whole different perspective
2: yeah absolutely I mean, they
0: have to like be open and willing yeah and, you know kind of trusting of the process of what's happening too because yeah. yeah i would love to see that happen with my parents but it's just like i can't even imagine where to start with my dad because he trusts yeah. his doctor so yeah. much mm-hmm. of whatever he tells him to do you know so yeah. it's just like
1: i mean then that's how it was with my like my parents i tried on my mom forever and she just would when I would tell her, like, cannabis helps with asthma, she looked at me like I was fucking bonkers. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. where do I even begin to try to break down the science? Because you right. won't, under- like, right. understand, yeah. you know? And it's just like her doctor says, you know, <laughs> like, medicine for dummies type. And it's it's just automatically, I oh, I get it. I'll listen.
2: I think there has to be a really big mindset shift. And that's the biggest part of, like, c- convincing or just educating people yeah. on cannabis is, like, you know, if they've been trusting their doctor for 30 years and their doctor in reality has been prescribing something that's more harmful than than yeah. helpful, like there has to be like some kind of a breakdown there and a shift. in
0: Right. Beliefs. Yeah. So. I feel like, too, um, there's like there's places like dispensaries, like there's one here in the city called Silverleaf. And mm-hmm. it's very like doctor appointment office, like when you walk in. And so it's the and the two people who own it, they're both like nurse, former like yeah. pharmaceutical, I think backgrounds or I think,
1: something. I think uh, the I forget her name because I've sold to them before, but it's the lady Jerry are and, and I
0: forgot the, f- the blonde. Allison, lady's name. Allison, that's okay. her. name.
1: Yeah, Jerry and Allison. Um, but yeah. I don't know. I think Jerry might have been in pharmaceuticals, but Allison was an, is a nurse. So,
0: that's, so pretty much they like offer consultations. So like my mom, like we've been talking about it lately, but I'm trying to get her just to come in there for a 30 minute consultation for free. And then that way, cause she's on like, you know, she has heart issues. And so she's on like medication for that. And like, to me, like, my knowledge I don't know where to guide you with that yeah. like that's mm-hmm. when it gets serious and right. you're just like I can't just tell you something mom like I know a lot of what cannabis can do but like I want what's best for you too mm-hmm. so it makes her feel better I was like, these people, like, they actually sit down with you and, like, they'll know what you're on. They'll know how to, you know, they mm-hmm. they were have experience and expertise in this. So I feel like in that kind of atmosphere, too, it, like, helps people who do trust their doctors and people who are kind of, like, iffy about cannabis right. to, like, you know, be like, here's a brochure. Yeah. Here's a pamphlet. But I'm also, like, having a conversation with you more than just, like, the med card consultation mm-hmm. that yeah. you get. Like, an actual, like... <laughs> doctor talking to you yeah. about but like their dispensary is there too so mm-hmm. like you can go buy products like after you talk about it so I feel yeah. like that's like and my mom has been like asking me like hey when can we that's go a big you deal, know and so like I'm like yeah. okay yeah like I tried to set one up yesterday but yeah. you know we were just kind of like on the dot yeah. trying to do it but like somewhere like that I yeah, feel absolutely. like is more attractive mm-hmm. to like our parents or an older yeah. crowd. Yeah. And I
1: also feel like a place like that, like one of the things that's really cool about them is they also have just like a CBD section in the front. So you don't even have to touch the THC section. If all you want to do is like CBD and have non-psychoactive mm-hmm. effects, like they can make that happen. But <clears throat> I feel like it takes somebody like that to be able to educate the effects on the plant versus just like what people think it's, associated yeah. what people yes. associate it with like automatically, which is the THC yes. high. Yes, yes. So, yeah.
0: Okay, let's pause for a minute and talk about
1: Oklahoma's grassroots cannabis publication, Herbage Magazine. They are in over 500 dispensaries statewide, providing cannabis education and supporting and highlighting the local communities. For more information, visit HerbageMag.com. That's H-E-R-B-A-G-E-M-A-G.com. If you're ever in the Oklahoma City area, check out Chill Dispensary at 22 Northeast 10th Street.
0: They're good people with hand washed, single source live rosin,
1: flour, pre rolls, and other solventless products. So go show them some love and enjoy a chill experience. Now, back to the episode. Anyways, just to flip the script a little, lady, um, will you tell us in your own words who you are and what you do?
2: been trying to figure that out again lately (laughs) i understand constant (laughs) journey yes for sure um and it's ever evolving so um i am a mom first and foremost like that's just ingrained in my identity um i have my kids all the time i unschool them i consider myself just like a super hippie mom love Um, that yes hold on let me the rambling hippie (laughs) yes so (laughs) um so we do that i'm a freedom lover um above all and so what i do revolves around like the lifestyle that i want and so i do photography i do cannabis photography um I really just support businesses in the industry. (laughs) Most of the time they're growers. I work with dispensaries to processors um, to elevate their brand. And usually it starts with a conversation about media production, photography. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I also do some sales. I also help with business development. Um, I have done small business stuff myself in the past and learned a lot from it. So um, I just kind of, run your on. own yeah. like you have a
0: few different things your hands are in and you use your knowledge yeah I just, with try all to, of them. I
2: just try to use my skills and knowledge yeah. um yeah. to help wherever I can and I feel that you know just do it with good people and mm-hmm. stay in alignment mm-hmm.
0: so, yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm with you right there I feel like if someone were to ask me what I do right now I w- it would be like <laughs> multiple things like and if you asked me that a year ago it wasn't it was mm-hmm. just a, one job and what I did my set schedule you know but it's just, it's cool that you're able to be a little rambling yeah. hippie like that you yeah. know and it's
2: always evolving and i love that for other people yeah, to like just do what feels good and exchange high vibe energy exactly and, and let it evolve
0: right there's no like limitation on like what you know you should be doing or whatever that might yeah. look like
2: yeah. 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 yeah so i would say that um <laughs> aside from what i do like career wise i'm just again like very freedom oriented at this stage in my life um you know, a few awakenings in. Thank you, cannabis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I just realized that I wanted things to feel good. I didn't want to be stressed out all the time giving like that version of myself to my kids. I wanted, you know, a mm. lifestyle that felt good. And yeah. I feel like I've found my people in the cannabis industry here. hmm and I'm finding more of them all the time yes. where I can just be myself and be authentic mm-hmm. and people that, are
0: receptive. Yeah. 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 And so
2: I don't carry like that kind of stress home at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Like I just enjoy what I'm doing. So um, everything, everything, I feel like everything in my life is kind of like intertwined with cannabis. Yeah. 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 I, we, I we can you. definitely relate to that. I 100%. know you guys can.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with your photography, it's stunning and it's always just like spoken for itself. What age were you whenever you like picked up the camera and realized like this is what you wanted to learn and kind of run with?
2: So I will say that I never knew for sure that I wanted it to be like a career or anything Mm -hmm. like that. But as a kid, I always, you know, it started with disposables and then like the big, huge 35 millimeter cameras that my mom, my mom or like my Nana used to carry around, um, And I guess my parents realized at a young age that I liked photography. I asked for cameras for Christmas. Um, I would say I was maybe, I mean, I distinctly remember being like eight or nine with a camera and I knew that I was using black and white film. I was going to capture like some black and white. So I was like walking through this wheat field and taking photos of the sunset. And I think that nature always did it for me. I really liked taking photos of nature and, um, people walking down the street like kind of photojournalism style um but I did it for me like I did it for the beauty yeah I I felt like I always saw beauty where a lot of people didn't see anything at all yes and so that's kind of where it started for me and so photography was always just a fun thing yeah um but it wasn't until I was like 20 I think that I was like okay I'm gonna get the expensive camera that does all the things Mm -hmm. and I'm gonna um figure this out and so I went to photography school okay and, and got through that and Wedding photography, really, and really, and, portraits wow. and, and some of that, and it just wasn't my jam. Like, yeah, like yeah. I would still do it now, but. But uh, I felt that I hadn't really, like, found my photography niche. So it was Mm -hmm. always just a part-time. Right.
0: Yeah. It's something you didn't, like, fully mm -hmm. develop or, like, bring that out into you. Yeah, like,
2: oh, I do photography on the side. Yeah. Yeah, You know.
1: So what was the moment that sparked cannabis photography for you? Like, what was, like, like, what? Yeah. And what was your first, like, shoot? Yeah. Let's
2: talk about it. Let's talk about it. Tell us everything. Take the blunt, though. (laughs) So um, to to go back a little bit, mm-hmm. I had a vintage store um, here in OKC, mm-hmm. 2017, 2018. I realized it was like hobby money and wasn't going to be sustainable, so I had to close it down. And so I was like, you know, photography's always been a constant for me. I was trying to figure out what I was going to do with my life. I knew that I was going to have to like go back to HR for a little while, yeah. but I knew that I wanted to work for myself ultimately. So, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to scrap my my portrait website
1: mm-hmm.
2: and I'm going to build this back with photos of things that I like, things that I enjoy. So, scrapped everything, like built a new Instagram page, did all of that stuff. Um And in the middle of like that rebrand where I was going from the vintage lady to, you know, Rampy Hippie, Mm -hmm. um, Reed from Resonant Cultivation reached out to me um, and Reed used to play golf for my stepdad, like growing up in Falls Valley. Small world. Yeah. So we're from the same hometown. um, And I don't know if he had like talked to my stepdad at the golf course or something, Mm -hmm. but he was like, hey, I heard you still do photography. Wondering, you know, if you might want to come take photos of some plants. And I'm like, yeah, that would be really cool. Um, I didn't know what I was doing yeah. at all going into it. So it was just going to be fun, um, you know, expansions. Yeah. yeah. So, so I went and saw the grow... And I would like to say I had no idea at the time, like how incredible of a facility it really was. Mm -hmm. Like it was really special. And I wish I could go back to that moment and be like, oh, my God, this is really soaking in. Yeah. Yeah. But um, so I started taking photos there and it was awesome. I loved the guys who worked there. Um, (coughs) And so that was just like a monthly thing at first. Mm -hmm. And the first couple months I was like. I mean it was just another thing that I was doing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I would say like by the third trip down, I was like, Hey, I'm getting like better at this. I really like working with these guys. Yeah. Um, love being around cannabis plants. Mm-hmm. And so I had like friends who grew who um after they saw my photos, they were like, yo, come take some pictures of my plants. Cool. Yeah. So I did a little bit of that, but um, I don't know how many months in it was, but, like, as we progressed, um, I started helping them trim and stuff, and so I got, like, in, in with the guys at mm-hmm. Resonant, and they really gave me an opportunity to just do whatever I wanted with the photography. Yeah. So it was like I was getting practice after practice mm-hmm. after practice. And I was just like, Oh, okay, I'm going to tweak this thing for next time yeah. or next time I might get this different angle of the plant. Like, this is really cool. I'm Which gonna just show a off.
1: creative. That's what you want, mm-hmm. especially a photographer. You yeah. don't want somebody like limiting your creative yeah. creativity. Yeah. Your Absolutely.
2: So they really just like gave me a space to grow and do whatever. And they, you know, kind of helped me, with my direction and the things that I was, um, better at, you know? Um, and so I just kind of blossomed there. That's awesome. Yeah. It was a really, it was a really fun time and a really awesome opportunity. That's
1: really cool. So your, your style of photography, everyone's style is very different. They bring, you know, different things to the table. What, what was the process like in figuring like your style out and what you wanted people to see like through your eyes? Like, cause I know that takes, you know, it especially with cannabis because it's, it's such a beautiful plant and to be able to capture it without like, you know, just all of the extra stuff and just in it's like, you just do it so well. Like, how did you Thank just, you. you know, like, how did you nail that down? Cause I know that's a whole process, even just like the editing aspect of it is a whole thing in yeah, itself. It,
2: it definitely is. And it took time. Um, I had no idea what I was doing in the beginning, shooting under like HPS lights and, you know there's just all of these different Mm -hmm. environments in which you're shooting the plant so it really just took getting familiar with the plant and the environment Mm -hmm. um and we knew that we wanted something really clean Mm -hmm. and that was kind of my style with photography anyway was just like simple and you know highlighting the Mm -hmm. you know the subject which was stems or nugs or whatever um and I just played around with the editing over, like, those first few months before I nailed down, like, a style that was super clean, mm-hmm. professional. Um, I'm big on aesthetics. So, yeah. like, I have different styles, I would say, because my lifestyle photography is totally different. And it's, like, very nostalgic, I think. Yeah. For, you know, there's clean and nostalgic. Mm-hmm. And I felt like clean was more the way to go when you're talking about, you know, uh, promoting a brand mm-hmm. and being the face of, of a business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but learning to edit the photos in a way that brought out like just the perfect hues in each plant, and you guys know that they're so different. I like, know,
0: and without trying to edit it too much, where yeah. you're like <laughs> taking away the characteristics right. and the actual colors of the plant. Right. Yeah. Right.
2: So that was that was just a journey yeah, of like I'm learning sure. the plants and being like, oh, okay, this is purple and green. Right. And am I bringing out the right hue in the purple? Yeah. And so that was a really fun process. Now it's kind of. Standard. like mm-hmm. i have my specific editing for like under hps or yeah. under leds mm-hmm. or whatever but okay um, that's cool learning the plant and learning like all of its different features yeah um, and just kind of going off of that to determine my style that was yeah just kind of rolled with it yeah. yeah i love that that's, that's awesome. what we do <laughs> <laughs>
0: so is there like a certain headspace or like a routine that you have like on shoot days when you're trying to like Get in that creative headspace like do you like blast music and do a little dance like is there like you know what's your jam
2: okay so that's also loaded because um, I have my kids with me most of the time and they are like as much as I try to strive for the routine they um they uh, th- they do their own thing. So yeah. I try to make sure that we, like, wake up early and have, like, a really smooth morning routine before we leave. I make sure mm-hmm. all of my equipment is loaded the night before because mm-hmm. some of it's heavy. So I just kind of set myself up to win in yeah. that way um, by being prepared with all of my stuff and making yeah. sure the kids are straight. Mm-hmm. Um, and we will listen to, like, motivational kind of mm-hmm. stuff in the car. Um, sometimes we're driving for, like, an hour, two hours, three hours. So... Um, I make sure that we have positive stuff on in the car so that I'm in a good headspace, so the Mm -hmm. kids are in a good headspace. And that's just like a usual thing, but more so like on shoot days or days that I have like project stuff to work on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I just try to keep it positive. And when I get there, of course, like I have like my usual setup. Yeah. You know, it changes. It varies a little bit depending on where I'm going. but. Mm -hmm. Um, if I don't have my kids, then yeah, I'm definitely like playing music. I might have on something motivational to just like yeah. keep, keep me there, mm-hmm. you know. But if I'm already there and I'm feeling really good, yes. yeah. then I might smoke on the way. I yeah. might, you know, turn up turn up some uh, some music that I like that I don't listen to with the kids.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <way. laughs> I totally get it. Yeah, yeah. so that's cool. Build Spe- a vibe. Yeah. Yes. So speaking of being in creative headspaces, what do you find yourself doing when you feel like You're not feeling creative or like in that creative rut, which, you know, we all we all get into sometimes. How do you pull yourself out of it? I haven't
2: found a great way. I haven't found like a tried and true way to do it every time. Mm -hmm. But for me, on like a spiritual level, I feel like when those walls come up, it's for a reason. And I try to just surrender. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I don't think that we can all be super creative all the time. Like you're Mm -hmm. not birthing a baby constantly. It takes nine months and then there's a recovery period. Mm -hmm. So, um, I'll notice that sometimes those slumps happen after I finish a big project or if I've done like a bunch of shoots and I've been really busy, then I'll have like a slump after that where I'm just like, I don't, I don't know what I want to create right now. Yeah, Your energy's just drained. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I guess the only thing is like when I get like that I remind myself to eat really healthy, to drink lots of water, to make sure that I'm I'm doing some part of my morning routine, which mm-hmm. is like a little quick home workout just to just to get going, um maybe a yoga session and meditation if I can get it all in. Yeah, so I try to like mm-hmm. anchor myself in that way and I feel like once I get anchored then the create you know like the Mm -hmm. creative ideas kind of start to flow again right yeah
0: Yeah. no I hear you
2: on that that's a
0: good way of explaining it yeah yeah so what's been a job that you have you know shot photos of that you could maybe like not believe that you were doing like it just like blew your mind something that you think of often that you were like wow I did that
2: I've had a lot of those moments. Yeah, I really awesome. am like, I do celebrate. I mean, I do celebratory dances. Like I celebrate everything. Yes. As yeah. so you should. <laughs> yeah, I'm so grateful for all of this. Uh-huh. Um, I pinch myself sometimes. So um, I would say that the projects that I worked on with resonant early on were just, I mean, because I had gone from doing something totally different yeah, to doing that. Like and open the doors. Yeah. And so for them to be, you know, what I considered the best, um, to be doing it with them and with people that I really enjoyed being around, like, there were some really kick-ass moments with yeah. them where I was like, that was really cool. So, like, having Matt and Emma here, that was awesome. I got to, like, shoot some photos for them that went in high times. And, cool. you know, awesome. You know, for me, like, never having been published until Cannabis, yeah. some of that was really fun. Um, and also just... I don't know, celebrating some of those early wins that they had as a business. Those were some big moments for me. Um, I would say beyond that, I, I don't know. For me, it's like from an artistic perspective, like, trying a new style or, like, using new equipment. I know Mm -hmm. that sounds super cheesy, but, like, using new equipment and being able to be, like, yo, I nailed that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know Um, what you mean. Like, going into it, having not done something before, which there's been a lot of those first, like, in cannabis, because it's, like, I need to try this style or I need to Mm – Shoot photos of a different, you know, it's facility, it's Mm -hmm. stems, it's, you know, different things all the time. And so every time I do that and I'm able to take myself from I'm not really sure if this is the way to do that or if the lighting should be like this Mm -hmm. or that. And then pull it up, like, on my MacBook when I get home and be like, yo, this this turned out really good. Like, I'm proud of myself. (laughs) It's such a good feeling. Something to be proud of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they're like, there's just lots of little moments like that. Yeah. Um, I feel like
1: those are, like, the most important moments, you know, because that also, like, gives you, like, Confirmation that you are doing exactly what you are meant to be doing. Yes. You know,
2: absolutely. I'm sure you guys like can really relate to that. Yes. Yeah, yeah,
1: totally.
0: So, like, with that being said, do you feel like diving deep with like your passion and taking a chance on yourself has taught you more about yourself as a person?
2: No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Um I would say that that started for me really with the business that I mm-hmm. had before this, Um but anytime you're doing any kind of like entrepreneurial, you know, if, if you're working for yourself, you quickly learn that like your personal blocks become your business blocks. Yes, mm-hmm. they do. Um, and when something's not working in your business, you can usually look within to yeah, figure out you know, what's going yeah. on. And so sometimes that can be really challenging, mm-hmm. maybe not necessarily to identify a weakness or something that you need to work on that would not only make you better, but the business better. Mm-hmm. um, I don't even know where I was going with that, but, but like to get to that point where you realize that expansion has to happen, like those have just been like some really big moments for Mm -hmm. me where I've had to like push through personal stuff Mm -hmm. um, to be better for my clients.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's real. You have to work through your stuff because you're the one representing
2: your stuff. And if you want to work for yourself, that is the price. And you, you have pay. to get really clear on your values. You do. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you have and to boundaries. Boundaries and values. They go hand in yes. hand. And so um, I'm, I'm getting better at them all the time. Yes. But uh, cannabis, this industry and, in, you know, in particular, just, you know, how wild and crazy yes. Oklahoma is, um, <laughs> has definitely brought me a lot of those experiences that yeah. helped me like, you know, identify within mm-hmm. myself, like what I want to align with and what mm-hmm. I don't. So. and that
1: that helps attract the right types of people that you get to work with yeah no doubt automatically no right because that's you're setting those boundaries and values and alignments for yourself so automatically the right people come flocking right you know yeah for sure so for someone who's listening who's passionate about photography cannabis or both do you have any advice that you wish someone would have passed along to you just keep shooting um I think that I held myself back for a
2: long time with photography because I just didn't think that I was as good as I would have wanted to be Mm because everything I do I just want to like do it the best yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. um and it only took me like three months of practice to get to a point where I was like yo this is way different than what I was shooting before so Mm. if you're interested in photography at all (laughs) cannabis photography in particular like buy buy the lights I started with super cheap lights like maybe 250 bucks for both of the lights Mm -hmm. I was shooting with a secondhand canon camera um you don't have to have top-notch equipment like Mm -hmm. just start with what you have play around with lighting if you can't afford lights like use the lights in your house or go outside you know take it outside yeah um and just play around with it like You'll get better. You'll get better no matter what. Mm
0: -hmm. You just got to teach yourself all the little loopholes
1: and work through it.
2: It's just trial and error.
0: Yes, it is. So we ask everyone this question, lady, but what's the stigma surrounding cannabis that you would like to see changed?
2: Just that it's like this harmful drug or an irresponsible drug it's mm-hmm. it's not like it's the most natural yeah. medicine we have available and people have been using it for thousands and thousands of years um i would just want people to challenge their own thoughts about cannabis and if they have a definite opinion and it isn't positive positive. I would just ask them to look back and figure out where they got that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, have you done your own research? Have you have you read the thousands? You know, who knows how many stories there are right. about people who have healed with cannabis yes. in one way or another. So I would just encourage them to do do some research, do some reading. Yeah, um, you know, the, the cannabis. <laughs> <laughs> yes the cannabis <laughs> the cannabis did that. The um, the, the stigma yes oh, the stigma um it permeates like everything it affects mm-hmm. like how people look at mothers how mm-hmm. they look yeah. at business people um and i used to have a very different perspective on cannabis as a kid so i yeah. know and i would just encourage people to do some reading so yeah. yeah seek out their own like reliable yeah resources. think for yourself yeah. yeah yeah no that's good that's yeah. great
1: yeah well lady, i think this whoa i think this wraps up today's episode thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be here with us and share you know your passions your journey everything thank you thank
2: you girls so much i'm really happy to be on
1: you were such a pleasure and for those of you that
0: want to follow along with her journey go check her out on instagram it's at rambling hippie that's r-a-m-b-l-i-n-g h-i-p-p-i-e
1: yes okay cool sounds good Thank you to those of you who listened to today's episode and all of our episodes. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe if you enjoyed this one. Thanks for tuning in. And, and as always, Brandon stay medicated.
2: Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview
1: of one of our other shows.